Welcome to the Community Karma Podcast with Aaron Jones and Carrie Hill. Join in as they discuss building community, branding, and how any business can benefit from a holistic approach to growth. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the next installment of the Community Karma Podcast. I'm Carrie Hill, and I'm joined by my awesome, awesome partner, Aaron Jones. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Carrie. Hello. Um, today we're going to talk about events. Um, I, I titled this episode Party Time, Using Events to Reach Your Community. But honestly, I think that events that you can market as outreach don't have to be parties, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing. Agreed. And there are so many ways that you can utilize events to, you know, get your community more involved if you're working with a charity organization or you know, raise awareness of your brand in general, help out another business in your community. Um, people love parties. So let's use those to our advantage. Yeah, for sure. And, and so if you want to have a party, I think there's a lot of different, you know, galas and fundraisers and events that you can, you can hold, um, you know, or put together. Um, the best way to do it, and Erin, you have quite a lot of experience in this, is partnership events where you sort of get together with other businesses in your community community, and put on a shindig, right? Yeah, and there are so many benefits to doing this. Um, you know, one of the best benefits, selfishly, from a business's, you know, bottom line perspective is that not only do they help you share the costs of the event, but they expose you to their audience. So you're, you know, you're maximizing the amount of eyeballs that you've got on your brand. You've got somebody helping you, um, you know, you provide the venue, they provide the food or they bring some swag. There's so many different things you can do here and lots of great local businesses that are usually willing to either provide free services for, you know, their name on the letterhead with you or give you a discount if they don't want as much responsibility, um, you know, there's tons of stuff you can do here. I could probably talk about this for days. <laughs> I think that, you know, there's a lot of benefit to um, sharing the work and responsibility when you do these kind of partnership events. So if you're planning an event completely by yourself, you're responsible for everything from soup to nuts, right? So insurance and licenses, if they're necessary, and venue and food and drink and, you know, clean up afterwards and marketing and advertising and all of those pieces fall on your shoulders. But if you partner with people, then you can kind of divvy up that responsibility um, and it makes it a little bit more manageable. Um, it reaches a wider audience in most cases, because like Aaron said, you know, not only do you have access to them to help, but you have access to their contacts, their, their own tribe or community of people. And so, you know, marrying those together to, to throw an event makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times people think about pairing up for events strictly from a bottom line cost mm -hmm. perspective. But, you know, the, the access to the other group's audience is, is really often overlooked. And it's, it's very important, especially for longevity after the event is over. You know, you're, mm -hmm. getting, you're getting access to a group of people that you potentially would not have had access to before. Um, also alternate businesses, um, you know, the, the possibilities for community outreach here just go on and on and on. Uh, you know, and the burden sharing also helps. 
events are very expensive to host, especially if you're providing food. Um, you know, if you get into, like you said, the more fancy galas and things like that, you're looking at hiring security, possibly a valet team. The insurance is expensive. If you're having alcohol, you need certified bartenders. So, you know, when you're thinking of planning a quick, fun event, before you know it, you've got a 10-page list of all the things that you need to do and different people you need to hire for that. So if you can bring some of those resources in from your community, again, whether that be physical or virtual, um, not only does it break up some of the expense and bring in, you know, their audiences, but it also makes that list a lot shorter for you. Well, and I think there's, you know, when you're going and looking for sponsors for your event, if that's the kind of event you're, you're throwing, when you say, you know, we're partnering with these five other businesses in our community to throw this big event, it looks like the outreach to a sponsor looks a lot more um, inviting and lucrative to them than just you and your your mailing list or your social media outreach, right? It, it looks better to sponsors to kind of have this partnership thing going on, I think. I think it makes it look a little bit bigger. I completely agree. And they also, you know, if they're savvy, they realize that they're going to get access to all of those audiences as well. So, yeah, absolutely. And the, you know, the more names on the letterhead, the more, the more access and the more eyeballs. So, you know, that's definitely a good thing. But if we take a step back and look at events as a whole or event marketing, um, you know, you could even just volunteer to be a drop-off location for Toys for Tots or Angel Tree or maybe um, somebody in your community had a house fire and they're collecting donations or supplies or something. You could offer to be a drop-off location for that so they don't have strangers showing up at their burned-out house where they don't live right now kind of thing. I mean, it's hard to coordinate those things when you don't have an address, right? But you could for volunteer sure. your location for that. Or you could raise funds for somebody in your local community, um, you know, and that doesn't necessarily have to be the kind of event where you need um, venue and food and blah, 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 but um, it could be as well, right? There's two, two, there's different ways to approach fundraisers. Definitely. And you can use these kinds of things not only to help people within your community, but to get people in your door. So, mm -hmm. you know, your top of mind as a business that is, willing to help others with no gain to yourself. Um, you know, if you're offering a drop-off location, you're not requiring people to utilize your business, but they're going to become aware of it. And, you know, if you want, you can throw in, hey, if you drop off donations by this date, we'll give you a free ticket to our venue or, uh, you know, a card for a free appetizer at one of our favorite local restaurants. And again, then you're circling back and bringing another business in and still helping, you know, the organization that you're a drop-off location for. Well, we see a lot of, um, around this time, you know, the holiday time of year, we see a lot of um, your admission is a canned food item or something like that, right? Or you get discounted admission if you bring a canned food item. So that's an event. That's a, a an offer, but an event as well. You can market it as an event, especially if you limit it to like a few few nights, right, around the holiday or whatever, something like that. So you can get really creative with your events, I think is what we're, we're trying to say. Um, one thing that I like for people who have space, 
but maybe not the time or the or the ability to reach out is just offering that space up for somebody else's event. So like maybe a mops meeting once a month uses your um, meeting room, um, you know, or junior achievement needs a space to meet once a quarter. And so you offer your, your boardroom for that if you have one or something like that. So there's ways you can provide space, but not actually have to plan any kind of event, right? For sure. And local leads groups are a great, great type of group to offer space to because they are in the business of networking. Um, you know, they, they know that it's important to recommend other businesses and connect people. So leads groups are a great way to do something like this. You know, it, it costs you the space time. That's it. They'll, you know, they bring their stuff, they clean up when they're done, but they're there you know, however often they meet, whether it's once a month, twice a month. And so they are are really connecting with your business on a regular basis, even if it's not a conscious effort. And a lot of those types of groups have websites or Eventbrite pages. So you're getting some secondary benefits from that as well um, mm -hmm. that, you know, we well, really like from the tech side. <laughs> sure. And, and there's nothing wrong with promote, even if that event does not involve your business category or whatever. There's nothing wrong with, you know, listing the events that you host on your website and marking them up or putting that in your Google My Business listing. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that, um, you know, saying, hey, we are a spot that hosts events for these these things. You Absolutely. Know, there's and there's some, some community goodwill in that because you're helping them with their link profile. Um, so, you know, there's lots of good ways to, to help each other out without spending a ton of money or investing a lot of time in setting these kinds of things up. So when we're promoting our events, there's some things you need to, to keep track of. And we've already mentioned a couple of them. One of them is, you know, like the legalities of your events. If you have parking, um, do you need a permit from the city? Um, if you're serving alcohol, what are the rules around that in your area or food service or something like that? So, you know, make sure that you're, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's when it comes to the legalities. Because you really, if somebody gets hurt, you don't want somebody, somebody come after you. You want to be protected for sure. Absolutely. And also, ticketed events, um, I know there are a lot of legal legal things that change from community to community, but I also know that they often change if you're selling tickets versus mm -hmm. offering a free event. So make sure you've got a good handle on that and that um, the space that you're using, if it's not your own space, that you're also following their rules because you don't want to get them in trouble or have them kick you out. Right. So for example, if you're holding an event at the local library, a lot of times they don't allow ticket like purchase tickets events in public spaces so you have to make sure you follow their rules or they'll never let you come back and that's not you don't want to be that kind of business in your community for sure right and you don't want to bring in food to an event that or a, an event space that requires um, licensed catering because you could get them shut down so right. you know we're trying to instill community karma and goodwill we don't want to be putting anybody out of business on accident for sure so you gotta you gotta do your research ahead of time um, the other thing that that kind of like leads into is your timeline. You need more time than you think to hold one of these events. Um, I do the event planning for local university, and these are um, one-day training events that take place all over the United States and Canada. 
and um, I'm doing one now where we had like a three month, just over three month lead time, and um, it's not enough time. Um, I, I need more time, I don't have it, and so you know it really changes how you market and how you plan and how you put things together. So it's really important to keep track of you know, how, how much lead time you need to do it right. Because if you don't have enough time, um, you know, for ticket sales, if, if it's a, you know, a, a sale item that you have to sell tickets, it's going to take you twice as long to sell those tickets as you think it's going to. Exactly. Right <laughs> yes. And if you want to promote it, it's going to take longer. You know, I, I had a client a couple years ago that did monthly events and no matter how much I begged, demanded, pleaded, the day before the event, they would want to make a ton of changes. They would say, um, can you get this up on Google uh, today? No, um, that's not going to work. And clearly you haven't been listening when we've been talking about your optimization either. Yeah. Um, I can get it on Google, but you got to pay for ads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you want any congruence in your marketing materials between your social media, your website, your tickets, flyers, that all needs to be planned down in advance. I, I have clients that we're already working on things for next fall. Yep, for sure. And I think that events have to go on your content calendar and you have to plan out how far ahead you need to start marketing things and, and what you think, how long you think it might take. Like I said, it's going to take longer. It's, that's just the reality of it. So you've got to make sure if you're going to run an event, you give yourself enough time. Um, another Especially if thing, you have a small budget. Yeah. Yeah, um, the smaller the budget, the more time it's going to take because, you know, you've got to do other things. You can't hire an event planner with no budget, right? <laughs> or push ads. You know, right. if, if you're short on time, you're going to be throwing a lot of money trying to get your event in front of people's eyeballs. So For sure. or you got to figure have, out that balance. Right. You're going to have to discount your tickets so much because you don't have a lot of time to sell them. And so you're not going to bring in as much at the door as you thought you were. So there's a lot of things that, you know, a short time frame costs more on your side monetarily. A longer time frame, you can invest time as money into those events, which might be a little bit easier to swallow for local businesses. Exactly. And you're less likely to tick off your partners, your caterers, um, the local newspaper, if you're trying to get them to talk about your event. You know, everybody likes having a little bit of lead time. Nobody wants to get that phone call. Hey, can you get this out in an hour? Because, it's, right. you know, well, especially if, you if there's give, food involved. <laughs> yeah. If you give a caterer a short timeline, you're doubling your prices. I mean, that's just what happens if they can even accommodate you, if you can find somebody. So, you know, you run into those things a lot, especially with tighter budgets. Um, the longer timeline you have with a tighter budget, the better off you are. Um, it also pays if you're trying to pick a date for your event and you have a limited budget. Talk to your venue and your caterer before you pick your date. Um, sometimes if you can plan during a slow time of year, you can get a little bit better pricing. So yeah, or a weekday. Mm-hmm. So keep all those things in mind for sure. Um, one thing that, you know, I, I think people don't realize is that um, when you're running an event, whether it's a drop-off location for a charity or a fundraiser or an open house or you're offering space for a meetup, there seems to be um, benefit to giving something to your attendees. 
um, to get them in the door. What do they get out of it? Now, if it's a training seminar or something like that, of course, they're getting, you know, knowledge and learning and that's fine. But um, if you're offering an open house and you want people to come check out your business, um, what, where's the incentive, right? Why come today versus any other day, right? Right. And a lot of times things like goodie bags or alcohol are the quickest way to get the most people in your door. Um, right. You know, even when people make large donations to charity, sometimes they want something, um, whether that be a mention, a public mention for their ego mm-hmm. or a membership. You know, if, you know, if you're making a big donation to the local museum, they then you kind of expect to get membership benefits along with that. Right. Um, so think about how you can entice people, you know, with that ego buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And even if it's, um, you know, hey, um, bring the kids down and take a picture with Santa. Or, um, you know, you have some fun event, craft event for the kids to take part in or something like that. If it works in with whatever your event is. Um, those can be things that are fairly low cost to you. Um, you're basically just creating the opportunity and um, people are more likely to take take advantage of it than to pay X number of dollars for a ticket to get in the door. And, you know, they're, the, the what's in it for me is, well, you got in the door. Like that. Right. Okay. People want tangible. Back. Yeah, there's got to be something um, in it for them. Um, even in, in the case of charity and, you know, we would love people to just be charitable out of the, out of the, you know, kindness of their hearts, but that's not always the case. Right. And they want, they want to walk out with something in their hand and that's another way to stay top of mind. So, um, you know, even with trainings that I've done, I offer a free PDF for, um, content calendar ideas. So, you know, I pre-populate a calendar with stuff that they can post about every day. So it's kind of the giving them what they, offering them what they want and then providing them with what they actually need. You know, in the case of a training, well, yes, they need to know the fundamentals of reputation or social media, but they really want that calendar. (laughs) So I provide the calendar, they pay me for the calendar, and then I provide them with the knowledge they need to make that calendar successful. Yeah, and that's a great tactic. I, I really like that. Um, And then, you know, there's the secondary benefits to running an event or offering your space for an event. Um, You know, my my first love is SEO and technical SEO. What do you get out of it? Well, you get links, hopefully. That's one of our goals, right? You want some links from some news websites or maybe the people that you're partnering with in your partnership event. um, You all link to each other. And those aren't bad things to link together. If that was the only kind of links you had, that would be bad. But, um, you know, creating a diverse link profile and getting links from other businesses in your community, that's a great opportunity. Um, Yeah, especially for local-based businesses. You know, it shows that you're all connected. It shows your community. Um, So I would even call that secondary and tertiary benefits because it kind of keeps going. There's a a, sort of a long tail there. Yeah, for sure. And it also feeds into that entity graph that I talk about in SEO, which we haven't really talked about in this podcast, but, um, you know, what you do and where you do it, local links reinforce that. Absolutely. Um, And then, you know, there's always the media and PR that you get about it that 
those mentions in the local news or the local newspaper or the local mommy blog or whatever that happens to be on Facebook group pages and things like that. Those are always valuable because they kind of help keep your brand top of mind, right? They're in the forefront. Um, oh, so-and-so sponsors Little League and I see their banner every single time I take my kid to a game and I need insurance, so I'm going to call them first because I remember their name. Those types of opportunities. Um, content. Yeah, you, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go, go. I was moving on, so go ahead. I was going to say, this is especially important if you're in a very small community because a lot of times small community newspapers are really good about covering events that are topical for the community. So while this may not work for you in L.A., um, you know, small mountain town in Colorado Word's going to spread a lot faster because there's not as much going on and there's not as much competition and people value that connection more in smaller communities. So this is a great opportunity to get to know your community and earn their trust. Right. And if you are in a big area like L.A. or whatever, then you kind of have to um, bullseye or target your local neighborhood or section of a of a of a neighborhood so maybe north hollywood versus la right so you go or a after, tight niche even yep yep the the bloggers that cover your local area because in those bigger cities generally there are hyper local um, opportunities like that so um, and then content content for your website content for your social media um, content from other people's websites, right? <laughs> that, yes, um, this makes our geeky hearts very happy. There's just content flying around all over the place. And it's not stuff that you had to like work really hard to, to think of a topic and write five paragraphs on and what is, is anybody going to read this kind of blog post stuff. This is actually news, right? Yeah, news and especially if, you know, if you've got photos from your event of people from your community there, mm -hmm. they're going to share those. You know, if grandma sees her adorable little grandson's picture in front of your giving tree, she's going to share it. And then more people are going to know that you have a giving tree and more people are going to bring gifts for your recipients. So everybody wins. Right. So those, that's those, so those social shares, sorry, that was a hard <laughs> one. Um, you know, are opportunities for you to grow your fan base, grow your online virtual community. Um, people share photos and, and posts with hashtags. So if you're creating an event, create an event hashtag that everybody uses. Don't let them create one. You know, And don't let it be 74 characters. Yeah, make it short and sweet and, and put, plaster it everywhere so they know which one to use. Um, because, you know, then you get tagged and other people see it and... Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in that as well. And then, you know, the last piece of what, what the benefits are, of course, and we've talked about it this whole time, is that community goodwill, that community karma, which is what we're all about, you know, um, being able to provide uh, a fun night out or um, a charitable donation or drop-off location or something that really helps out your community. All of those are great Um and build your karma within your community, whether it's virtual or, or you know, local. Right. And, and while you're growing that goodwill and karma, you're, you're increasing your likability in the community, which increases trust, which everybody's probably tired of hearing me say, but it's very important that people mm -hmm. like you to give you their money. Right. So if you want, keep people it up. To, if you want people to pay you, you can't suck. 
Right, so. right. We t- I feel like we talk about this a lot, but I cannot stress the importance enough. If you're awesome, they will love you. It's kind yeah. of like if you can't just build it and expect them to come anymore. Now you need to build it and be fantastic at it. Right, for sure. I think that that's kind of the moral of this whole event story is this is why you would, would – hold of an event to you know build that community karma and show people what you do and who you are and what you're all about and yeah there's a lot of side benefits to it of course but um i think that 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 community karma that goodwill that you sort of build throughout your and whether it's you know your downtown little bitty community or a larger community um it just kind of depends upon how big you want your event to be or what you have planned yeah, this is kind of the, the culmination of the community karma concept. You know, you put goodwill into your community, your community is going to put goodwill into your brand. So, yep. you know, the more that you can grow that and perpetuate those feelings, the better you're going to do and the more longevity you're going to have with your community. Well, and then, you know, if something bad does happen, you have a lot more brand advocates that might come to your defense. And, and we've talked about that before, but that's a, that's an important piece as well. I think, you know, keep that in mind as you're building these events and marketing and reaching out and delivering the event um, that, you know, all of these people, if you make them happy and they really love your event, those are, those are little brand advocates out there, you know, talking about how awesome you are. And, and that's helpful from a multitude of standpoints. Yeah, that it's invaluable. I mean, you mm-hmm. cannot pay for that kind of promotion. So for sure. if you can earn it, then people are going to trust you more and, and it's just going to, you know, keep perpetuating. Right. It's tertiary. Like you said, it's an ongoing, it keeps kind of building and building and building. It's not something that once the event ends, everything's over um, kind of thing. And so. it makes my nerdy heart so happy. Right? Love it. <laughs> So I think that's it for this episode of the Community Karma Podcast. If you guys run events or have run events and and would love, um, like to share feedback on things that worked or didn't work for you, we would love to hear about it. Um, you can share them on our in our Facebook group, um, which you know we're pretty loosey goosey with the membership rules. Just request to join. <laughs> um, yeah, just and, don't be a jerk. That's yeah, it. that's the rule, right? Don't be an a hole. Um, or <laughs> or you can tweet us at at community karma underscore um, on Twitter, and you know we'd love to have a conversation about this if you guys are interested. So again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening along, Aaron. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe via iTunes, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to sign up for reminders via the website communitykarmapodcast.com. See you next time.